Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, March 1st. In like a lamb, out like a lion. In like a lion, out like a lamb. I don't fucking know. I live out on the West Coast. I don't, I don't even know what. I don't, you guys need to report to me. I know you had a bunch of snow. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. This is what I do know. I'm rec- for three. Woo! I've been watching. Uh, I got the Celtics on in the background. Recording this Sunday afternoon. 75, 71. Minute 14 to go in the third quarter. Celtics need to win this game to go 7-9 and nine for the month. You know, snap the three-game losing streak on Friday night, beating the Indiana Pacers. Well, you know, secretly one of my favorite fucking teams out there simply because they're the only team I ever saw other than the Boston Bruins go into the stand and beat the shit out of people, you know? Now, granted, they didn't get the right people, but, like, you know, I think that that needs to happen once a decade. Once a decade, a hockey team, a basketball team, you know, baseball players. Remember that time those two fucking dirtbags attacked that first base ref? Ref. First base uh, coach. That was a while ago. And all the baseball players beat the shit out of him. It's just, it, it has to happen Every once in a while, because look at people's behavior now. People blaming Trump, people blaming Hillary, people blaming fucking doctors and all that's, you know, everybody's got a fucking theory. You know, and I think it's no coincidence that when you look back over the last 10 years, no professional athletes went into the stands and beat the shit out of regular people. I think it, it needs to happen. Sorry. I got to be honest with you, these fucking goddamn TVs now. Every month and a half, I need to, I have to relearn because there's some sort of update. I, I need to relearn how to turn on my fucking TV to get regular TV. And it's getting harder and harder to get regular TV because it just sends you. The, there's this fucking thing like I like this new app. And I'm like, is it said TV plus. I'm like, is that T? It says TV. Is that what it is? <laughs> is that what I hit? And then I get on, right? Couldn't find that. Then I found some search thing. So I'm like, all right, get me back to regular TV. I don't want to stream the 8,000 new shows that came out in the last five fucking minutes. I don't care. Oh, my God. H- have you seen Nun Cunt? Have you seen that one yet? Oh, it's a fucking female empowerment thing about a nun who rapes a priest. Oh, shit. Dude, you got to see it. I don't. I don't. I only have so many fucking hours in my day, and I waste them watching sports. That's what I want to do. And I don't want to watch it on a fucking app. I swear to God, if they would come back with those big wooden fucking TVs that weighed 9,000 fucking pounds, and you just went up and you just pulled the knob, I would, I would be happy. You know, not saying I don't love a remote, okay? The remote was a great fucking idea, without a doubt. But somewhere along the line, like, I'm trying to turn my TV on. I'm sitting there with fucking two remotes in my hand, like I'm in a fucking spaghetti western, like holding a couple of pistols, trying to figure this fucking thing out. And I got to hit the press on the house on one of them, and then I got to go guide on the other, trying to get that fucking thing to scroll. But two! Oh, shit, wrong team. Yeah, I don't even know who the fuck. Everybody, by the way, why are they wearing 
Why are the Washington Wizards dressed like, like a fucking American Airlines plane? I literally thought that was us because a couple nights ago I was watching the Celtics and we were wearing that same gray with green. Oh, God. Is this what getting old is like? You just start yelling at your TV. Everything's changing too fast. I bet back in the day, right? It probably freaked old people out when all of a sudden TV was on all day. You know? Eh, Howdy Doody used to come on at four and it was done. Everything was done at nine. Jack Parr said, I'll fucking see you later. And then they played patriotic music. Um, anyway. Fuck. Yeah, so you wouldn't know it. I just went on a vacation and had a great time. And <laughs> I had three days of rest and relaxation. As much as you can with kids and shit. But uh, I had an awesome time. And everything was great. I fucking came home. I unpacked everything. I mean, fucking everything, right? And then I come in here, and all I want to do, all I want to do is watch the Celtics, right? That's all I want to do. Just put it on the fucking background. I just want to fucking sit down. And I literally sat over there, like, you know, when it won't, when it doesn't do what I wanted to do, I yell at it. You know? I was just sitting there with the two... (laughs) The two remotes going, regular TV, regular fucking T. I just want regular TV. <laughs> I did that for like fucking 11 minutes trying to find this fucking stupid game. Jeez, I, like, I don't understand how much time these flat screen TVs think I have in a day. This fucking thing has Netflix, Amazon Prime, about 5,000 other fucking things I've never even heard of. And then, like, when I typed in ABC just to, to get back to the motherland, regular TV, they had their own streaming thing. It was fucking hilarious. It came up and all these stupid pictures of smiling families, you know. You know, the, the, the show picture. We've all been there. We've all seen every, every fucking show, right? They had the friends. They were in the fountain. You know, uh, cheers. They were sitting around the bar. Hey, Bill, how about a show that didn't come out 30 fucking years ago? All right. Um, uh, Wait a minute. I guess I don't want TV. No. According to Jim was a while ago. No, there was one I watched. I know I watched it because I sat down. I said I was going to watch it. (laughs) I can't remember the name of it. Oh, fuck. I give up. There's too much shit. I'm too fucking old. That's all this. That's all I'm trying to say, people. Enjoy your youth. Enjoy your youth while you can, because you could end up like me one day. And you poor bastards, you're probably going to be holding four remote controls. Screaming, you know, where is Netflix? Um, you know, I don't want to, you know, China will probably have like the number one streaming fucking service at that point. They finally take over, right? Then everybody's watching that shit. Everybody's fucking speaking Mandarin. And you're going to be like, eh, speak English and fucking watch Netflix like we used to. <laughs> um, so anyway, we went on a, on a Griswold family trip, rented a big-ass Chevy Suburban. I'm a Ford guy driving the bow tie this weekend. From Pritchett. Sorry. Um, anyway, 
I uh, rented this big fucking, um, the fuck was it, a giant Suburban. And uh, we loaded this fucking thing up. I brought my daughter's balance bike. I brought her scooter, right? We had all our clothes and all of that shit. And, you know, I was meeting some family out there. Out in Joshua Tree is where we went. My wife always wanted to go there. So everybody got fucking tested like the night before, stayed away, got in our fucking cars, and then just drove there. And we like rented a house and, uh, you know, went into Joshua Tree and all that. I just had a fucking great time. And no, I did not say, where is the Joshua Tree? Although I will tell you, because I don't know, if you're new to my podcast, that's what I did. First time I and only time I went there like eleven fucking years ago. I uh, I, I asked a park ranger where is the Joshua Tree, you know, because I thought it was a specific one. Then I I didn't realize it was a speech species. I thought it was like some biblical shit, like Job, Joshua, one of those J guys, Jesus, right? There's always some fucking guy with the first name begins with a J in the Bible telling you what to do. Um. So I said, yeah, that's what I said. I said, where is, where is the Joshua tree? Now, in my defense, if it's just a species of tree, is it species or we just call it a strain? I don't know what the fuck. I'm not into plants. Um, why, why wouldn't you call it Joshua trees, right? I'm not trying to be a douche, but if every fucking three days I can get a text from some stupid yellow-toothed cunt and Great Britain going, what do you call it? Football. Uh, like, they're, like, like they're the most clever fucking person. Like nobody has ever said that. You know, I, they, you know what? This should be a fucking taser. Everybody has a taser. And legally, you are allowed to bring it out when somebody says something, says a fucking old joke or, or, or just. Oh, I, I got ideas this week. Okay, here's one. Here's one for you. You know the one I can't fucking stand? As I watch a lot of these videos where people try shit and then they fuck up the fail videos. And there's always some douche has to write, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And then people respond to it like it's the first time they've heard it. That fucking comment is under every fucking video. You could literally have an old lady reaching down to grab her slipper and throw out her back and some douche is going to write, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> it's not even a good fucking saying. That's what pisses me off. That's what really annoys me. You know what I mean? I get like, uh, hey, you know, a broken clock is right twice a fucking day. You know, I get that. That makes sense. Kind of clever. Play stupid games with uh, with stupid prizes. Like what I love is, I just love how. Hey, look at fucking! Hey, put your mask on! Put your fucking mask on! I love people when they yell, yelling through a mask. Like it's it's not like you're in a fucking you know a, a soundproof studio. It's a fucking paper mache mask. For God's sakes! By the way, if. Somebody fucking sent me something saying, you know, I want you to debate with an expert, somebody who, who thinks you shouldn't wear a mask. It's like, why would I do that? I'm not an expert. I listen to experts, doctors and nurses who work in hospitals with COVID patients who wear masks and don't get it. <laughs> 
And anytime I get tested by a nurse, I always, I just feel the water. I go, can you believe it? And they just have this, this dumbfounded look on their face and they just go, just wear a mask. I don't, I don't get why they're not wearing a mask. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because there's too many fucking options for information. Okay, and we're all spread out. And back in the day when you just turned your fucking TV on and we all had this three same channels of lies, we could all get on the same fucking page. Right? Back in the day, sports were awesome and you can't trust the Russians. We were all on the same fucking page. Okay? You could make movies about that shit. You know, Red Dawn, The Day After, all of this shit. And it all fucking made sense to us. Because the average dumb cunt wasn't allowed to chime in. But now everybody has a say. Do you realize if a fucking plane crashed in the snowy fucking wherever, the Alps, when they went to get out, and if you were lucky enough to have an army ranger or a navy seal, some special force guy out there who was going to tell you how to get the fuck out of there, they would be at least a third of the passengers... Okay, would be looking at their smartphones, questioning what the fuck this guy had to say. You know, not according to my research. <laughs> some fucking guy who can't even put up a tent. He's going to question some guy, you know. I, I don't know. I give up. So all you guys ask me to it. I am not an es- expert, but I, I am smart enough to know that I don't have a medical degree. So I listened to doctors and nurses during a pandemic. Jesus Christ. Like the people who say that, like when, you're, when your fucking sink is busted and you have a plumber come over, what do you do? You're sitting there on your phone going, you know, oh, you, need, you need a new fucking J-pipe thing, whatever the fuck it is. The sink trap's full. Is that, you know, According to my research, and I could be a plumber too, dot net. You're going to question that guy? Why am I listening to him? What, just because he learned to trade and he's all greasy and has half his fucking butt crack hanging out? Well, how do I know he's not part of the, the male toxic patriarchy? Um, anyway, plowing ahead. So we go out to... Uh, win stupid game, play stupid game, win stupid prizes. <laughs> uh, anyways. Calm down, Bill. All right. What I'm doing is I'm just trying to energy my way through this fucking podcast because I was just driving back and um, I was a, for the most part, I was a model citizen this weekend, right? I made sure that, you know, I didn't bring up politics. I didn't bring up mass. I didn't fuck, you know, I do it on this fucking thing. It keeps you fucking cunts all at the edge of your seat, getting all fucking mad. You know, spraining your fucking thumbs as you fucking write something to me that I'm probably not going to read. But, you know, makes you feel good. Um, anyway, so I was told not to do any of that shit. To basically not be who I am. Do you realize how fucking funny that is? Even though I know she's right, but can you imagine a fucking world where you could say, yeah, listen, honey, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there, just no real housewives. Okay, you know, all that. Sh- well, that's not, that's unfair. Because Real Housewives is just Real Housewives. I'm trying to think of something annoying she does. I would tell you guys, but you fucking assholes would tweet it at her because you're a bunch of rats. Um, 
All right. Plowing ahead. So we fucking load up. And I had the best time driving out there with the kids, my lovely wife, and all that. You know, we get out to the house and everything. Chill it out. I could actually see the stars. It was so quiet out there. It was amazing. There was all these mom and pop places and shit that I would have gone to had it not been, uh, you know, all this bullshit going on. We did stop at one point because we needed some snacks and we pulled into this one place and Jesus Christ, the fucking humanity in that place. It's It's just a fucking shame. All the money that is spent that you just don't have like one standard fucking level of education out there. You know, it's just, it's so fucked up. It depends on where you live, what books you get, (laughs) you know, how good the teachers are. These poor fucking people, you went in there and you just, none of, they didn't have a chance. They live out in the middle of the dessert, right? I'll always call it the, the, the dessert. It's my little fucking thing. Remembering Greg Giraldo. It's kind of hard to fucking something with your ball sticking to your leg out here in the dessert. Um, yeah, fucking hard, hard lives were lived in that place. You know, some woman came in looking all fucking methy and we had our masks on. So she pulled the shirt up. God bless her. And then in the end, she was standing in line behind us with booze and she was just covering her mouth and her nose with her hand. <laughs> There was some other guy over in the corner just (laughs) coughing. And I'm looking at my wife uh, as she's like, do you want to get some Pringles? I'm like, Neil, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. (laughs) I don't know what that guy is coughing up, but he is coughing his fucking brains out. Let's get out of here. So we got out of there. And um, anyways, the rest was all good. The rest was all good. But I don't like seeing that shit, you know, guy behind the counter, like his, his whole face looked like a gin blossom. It was so fucking red. And then his hands were as white as mine. I was like, Oh my God, fucking people, addiction and all of this shit going on out here. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Then we go around the world trying to fuck. Oh, we're going to try to fix this country slash take all their natural resources. Um, so anyway, we go out there and, uh, I had a great fucking time. Um, my daughter learned how to whistle. I've been trying to teach. It's funny when you teach a kid how to whistle, you know, they, they make the noise with, with their voice. They go like, it's like, no, 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 it's just wind. So she just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And then all of a sudden she got it and she was so friggin' proud of herself. And, uh, so now she can do it, but she can't do it every time. It takes her like 10 tries. So she starts laughing, and then she can't get it. So she's smiling, and then she goes, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. And she's got to, like, put her hand over her mouth and kind of, okay, here we go. And then she gets it, and she's so friggin' excited. It was awesome, man. Um, so we drove back this morning. You know, it was great. I hadn't seen, you know, family members I was with. I had not seen them in, since all this bullshit started. And uh, so it was awesome to see them. And uh, so this morning we left around midday. I was thinking maybe we were going to get stuck in some traffic going back to L.A. Usually around the 15, you catch that Vegas traffic. But then I'm thinking like, you know what? There's no nothing really open, open in Vegas as far as I know. So maybe we'll get lucky 
And we get on the highway and bum, bum, ba dum, bam, just fucking wall to wall people. Like we were literally stopping, which never really happens out in LA. As bad as the traffic is, at least you creep along. I mean, you'll have like moments you stop for a second, but we were stopping for like 30 seconds and I was like, this is a fucking accident. So finally we got past it and I saw the tow trucks cleaning up and, you know, the car and throwing some fucking plastic bumpers to the side of the road. And I was joking with Nia going like, you know, you should have to write an apology to everybody that you made sit in traffic when you caused this level of a traffic jam, provided, you know, if it wasn't just like literally an accident, but if you like looking at your phone and then you just spun out or hit somebody or whatever, they should make you part of that going out there, cleaning it up. They should make you write a fucking... Write a fucking letter. It wouldn't deter anybody, but it'd be funny. So um, the only bad thing that happened when I was out there in Joshua Tree was I was driving along the road and I was and I was trying to find the house. You know, they're all kind of spread out and everything. And I slowed down and I, I saw our house that we were renting and I went to pull in and this guy in the car behind me, this truck, this gray truck, he had like a speaker, you know, he could have like a CB or something and yell at people. And I was sitting there and he just goes, get the fuck off of my road. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know what this guy's deal was. The thing that we rented had like Colorado plates on it and shit. So I don't know if that's what it was, but I don't know if he was fucking around or not. Um, I beeped at him. To see if he'd stop, like, what the fuck was I going to do? I don't know. Just natural. Um, being a comedian, feeling like you're getting heckled or something. But afterwards, like, for the rest of the day, it was just making me laugh. Um, it was funny if he was just fucking around, but it was even funnier if he was serious. <laughs> and, like, I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to, like have somebody hear my complaint. Maybe I was going too slow and, and he, that happens a lot. Maybe they, they rent out a lot of those houses and this poor bastard always has to slow down because some shithead like me is like looking for the house. If that's what it is, it's actually fucking funny. But, um, you know, if you like roll down the window to yell at somebody in your car, that gives them the opportunity to yell back at you. And what I love about what this guy had was I hadn't... I, they, he told me exactly how he was thinking, and there was nothing I could say. He couldn't hear me, so the guy totally wins. It's actually a great road rage sort of device for people, you know? They get to say it, and then other people who don't have road rage will just be like, yeah, you know, it doesn't bother me, whatever. You know, whatever. Um, so anyway, we drove back. I don't know if I should tell you this, Lord. Should I tell you the story? All right, let's. I'll, I'll tell you the story. All right. So, what do people do when they go out to the desert? Right? They always take fucking mushrooms or peyote or whatever. So, I finally decided, like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to try it. So, my buddy told me to only take like four. All right. So, in my head, I'm like, okay, that means I should take six. All right, because he's trying to ease me into this thing. It's like I'm only going to do this once. I'm never going to do it again. I want to fucking see shit talking to me. Right. 
So I say to my wife, I'm going to take six. And she was like, well, why would you take six? He told you to take four. So I'm like, all right, you're probably right. You're probably right. All right. So the kids are in bed. It's a four-hour ride. It's 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going in. Right. So I take this shit. (laughs) (laughs) One pill makes you nervous. Right. So I take this shit. And uh, it didn't take long. Like 40 minutes later, it hit me. It just kind of felt like I ate like a fucking pot cookie or something. And uh, I don't know. There was a couple of times like the toilet looked like it was breathing, you know, or like a painting kind of looked like it was moving. But other than that, I wasn't like seeing shit, seeing shit, right? Which kind of bugged me. I was like, fuck, I knew I should have taken six, right? But the whole time I was like nauseous. I was like, what is this? Is this like fucking heroin? Like you puke or something? And uh, I don't know. It was like, it was all right. I didn't, but I didn't like trip. I just kind of got into a weirder sort of, it felt like I ate weed or something, right? I know there's all these mushroom people going like, oh man, ah, dude, you should have. Because everybody I know takes mushrooms like, oh my God, dude. And and like, I, I understand myself and I understand like fucking (laughs) the universe and I'm one with it. And I was looking at all people and just feeling nothing but love. I, I, that didn't happen for me. I think because I've been facing all of these fucking things that I've been running from, uh, it kind of went the other way. Like after I was done kind of like shit, like vibrating and stuff, and I was sort of coming down, uh, I was left with this profound sense of sadness and loneliness. (laughs) And I was even thinking about people that I knew that I knew loved me and I still was still feeling that. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is crazy, right? So whatever, I went to bed. And then the next morning when I woke up, I kind of, I think I pieced it together. It was like, it was actually a good thing. It was kind of bringing all of that stuff to the surface. And it's part of like the whole, all of this shit that I'm fucking finally, finally dealing with. I also made me realize that I kind of slept walk through my 30s and 40s. All I was doing was trying to achieve shit because really that's why I got into this business was I'm going to do shit that's going to make people laugh and then people are going to stop fucking with me. I swear to God, it goes back to like the eight-year-old me. And then because I thought being on stage, everybody just automatically liked you. Um, and also Twitter didn't exist. (laughs) Hey, you ginger mongoloid, right? I thought if I did that, you know, everybody would like me. People would stop fucking with me. And then I also thought like, cause I was afraid to talk to, you know, girls and shit when I was younger, I was like, they see me on stage and they'll come up to me. I don't have to break the ice. None of that was true. You still, as a comedian, I think with a musician, you can kind of sort of brood off in the corner, and they'd be like, hey, I like, really like, like your ukulele. You want to hang out or something? As a fucking comic, you still, you still have to fucking, not only do you still got to work for it, they, they want you to be funny every eight fucking seconds, like what they just saw you doing. So, um, yeah. So then that made me start watching stand-up and everything. And then also stop paying attention in school and just keep fantasizing 
about like just crazy shit. Like everything from fucking being the nude lead singer from ACDC to like winning the Medal of Honor, like just fucking bananas, like hero fantasies. And all of it came down to me not liking myself and not understanding all this bullshit that was happening to me. Um, so, but along the way, because of that, I really got into stand up comedy and then I just wanted to be a comedian. But like, when, if I really get boiled down to it, it, that's the reason why I did it. I got into it. Um, and I think all of that shit that I then, you know, my twenties was figuring out stand up and meeting all these great people that I am now been friends with forever. But my thirties and forties, I just fucking, you know, plowed through and, and didn't deal with all of this fucking shit that I, it's embarrassing. Like, I feel like I should have dealt with it by the time I was like 21, 22, now I'm 52, going to be 53. So I think that that's what the tail end of that little experience was out there. Um, so it was a good thing as much as it wasn't like, I think if you're, if you kind of like yourself, <laughs> I think if you like yourself and you're at peace with, shit that's happened to you, the people in your life or who were in your life or whatever. I think if you're at peace or not even if you're not at peace, if you've just fucking like gone through sadness and allowed yourself to feel sad, cried or whatever, but as opposed to being like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Right. If you just fucking do that, or maybe I'm just being fucking narcissistic right now and thinking that my experience will be your experience. If you had roughly the same sort of, thing but I, I would be interested to hear what in anybody who's who's had something like that or i'll listen to your theories because i'm trying to figure out i'm trying to figure out why um I, I, well, I think i did i don't know it was but it, it was you know i did you know whatever i fucking went to joshua tree i tried to hallucinate didn't quite happen but i mean that's what's <laughs> i gave it the old college try I don't know. I also think like, I'm just not like, because one of my buddies is going like, what's it like right now? I go, well, you know, the TV looks like it's growing and it's going to fall sort of, but not really. It's not like Alice in Wonderland, but it it looks like, but I know it isn't. And then somebody else goes, just go with it. <laughs> it's like, go with what? I don't want to fucking think the TV's falling on me. I don't know. The whole fucking thing was funny. So anyway, so I'm driving home and we get stuck in this traffic. Right. And. Um, my my wife was going like, where are all these people coming from? And, you know, I saw a couple of Amazon trucks. I saw I was like, well, look, some of these people live out of here. Some of these are truckers. And then if you look around, we saw all these fucking RVs and all of this shit. You know, the. uh all the desert people with the cool trucks and the dirt bikes and all of that type of stuff. And um, I got to tell you, man, there's some people out there that have spent some fucking money on this shit. It's funny because you look at them, like you look at some of these big RVs, these things are not fucking cheap. It's like a fucking house, you know, as far as like how much it costs, like in, in like the middle of nowhere. 
Oh, which, by the way, we were looking at those tiny little houses again. You know, the little house on the prairie that they, these fucking assholes, they, they got this little house. It, like the floor was particle board. Like you'd get splinters in your feet if you walked across it. It was on wheels and there was a trailer hitch. And they just backed it onto this little piece of land. They wanted 75 grand for it. It's like, you know what? That's kind of, if you got a big enough piece of land, I kind of get it. Where it's like, all right, I'll buy this fucking house. You know, unless you're just like, uh, unless you're just like truly like a minimalist, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, can you be a minimalist and just be that and enjoy it and not have to tell other people about it, you know, but when you do get excited about something, right? I actually, I, I do get it. I do get it. Cause sometimes I look around all the fucking shit I have, um, that I don't even need like throw pillows. That's my number one fucking thing. Nobody needs a throw pillow. Okay, I guess it makes the couch look a little better, but you can't, you fucking cunt. I just hit another three. Are we going to lose again? Some guy in the fucking Wizards has like 44 points. I hope this is like, if this is all because Marcus Smart is out, like they need to pay that guy more money because the second he went out, we couldn't win. All right, there we go. Kembe Walker! Woo! Um, anyway. Um. Yeah, as we were driving back, I saw this storage shed thing where it said, storage shed, the solution to your problems. And I was saying, like, the solution to your problem is a fucking yard sale. Now, look, I get it if you're going through a divorce you just, or you just lost your job and you want to hang on to your shit until you can get something else. But if you just have so much shit that you can't even... Um, that's not a fucking foul? Sorry, everybody's not watching the game. That's not a shooting foul. Come on. Oh, I guess they didn't give it to him. They didn't give it to him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Plowing ahead here. So, um, yeah, like if, if you're not like between shit, if you just, you, if you got so much fucking shit, you need another structure to house your shit. I mean, it's, yeah, you got to get rid of some shit. I, I, I do understand that. So then this woman looked at a few other, this thing, like this fucking house that she looked at was 150 square feet. All right? Like you walked up these <laughs> little stairs up to the bed and there was like a rope that you held on to instead of a banister. They couldn't even give you a fucking banister. They gave you a rope. My buddy was going, yeah, that's so you can hang yourself in there. Um, Pulled herself up. Now, I, I thought the bed part was cool. The bed part was definitely fucking cool. Um, but, like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I got to tell you, my my room above my garage here, right? Like, I could, li- if I didn't have a family, I could fucking live here. I could actually live here with my family. I could, I could, if we could, if we had a kitchen in here, I could actually do that. Um, I don't need that much space, but at some point you, you, you need more than 150 fucking square feet. I would think in caveman days, those motherfuckers had a cave bigger than 
150 feet. I mean, they're not going to live in a hole in a wall. Right? Um, anyway, so eventually she ended up finding, she found one that was even, was like bigger and it was like less money. It had to have been a ton of land. But I was saying, if you bought like one of those little ass houses, then you work your fucking ass off. Eventually you could like just have somebody drive that little house away and then build like a, like a, a little bigger house. Right. I get it. You don't want to own a bunch of shit. I don't know. I, I, I I'm, I think it's kind of cool. There's a lot of options there. Although 150 square feet, you're going to live with somebody else, a man and a woman. I, I, I'm going to say, even back in caveman days, needed a bigger cave than that if they were going to... Well, you could drag it around by her hair. Yeah, guys had a little more power back then. <laughs> All right, I'm going to shut up here. Let's do a little... Let's read a little advertising here. Um, okay, good. Only two reads. Beautiful. Oh, look who it is. It's Simply Safe, everyone. Isn't that what we all want to feel like? Simple, not a thought in your head, yet feeling safe. Um, anyway, you know when I was simply safe back in the day when my parents would take me to McDonald's and I'd just sit there eating a cheeseburger that I didn't pay for? Remember that when you were just a kid? You just you had no fucking money. You just were, you were broke. Your pockets were empty. You know, maybe there was a yo-yo way back in the day, the 70s. Can you do shoot the moon? Um, you just go out, you just get food. You'd sit there eating a cheeseburger, french fries. Not a fucking thought in your head. Look at the fucking goddamn wizards. They're running around like they just won the goddamn NBA title. Um, looks like we're going to lose another one here. All right. How the fuck did... Oh, Simply Safe. This is what I'm talking about. Jesus, Bill. You got ADD. You don't need the TV on in the background. All right. If you have 30 free minutes, you never have to worry about a break-in at home ever. That is how quick and easy it is to set up a security system from Simply Safe. It's the kind of thing that is so easy to do, you can do it during a Netflix binge, watching the game, or listening to a certain podcast. Dude, Netflix binge watch, you could fucking put an addition on you know, when you really get into a show and all of a sudden it's four in the morning, you're like, I'm only going to watch one more. Uh, Simply Safe is incredible, incredibly easy to customize for your home. Just go to simplysafe.com slash burr. You can easily choose the exact census you need or get help from one of their experts. It'll get to your house in about a week, which means by the time next week, by this time next week, you and your whole family can go to bed knowing your home is being guarded. It's easy to assume everyone in your house already feels safe, but they might not, and it's worthwhile to talk about it. And Simply Safe is a small, easy step to make sure everyone feels safe at home. Go to Simply Safe. That's the first step. The first step is you go to Simply Safe. The second step is you get a weapon. Um, it's easy to assume everyone in your house already feels safe. Where am I? Uh, but they might not. It's worth talking about. And Simply Safe is a small, easy step to make sure everyone feels safe at home. Yeah, all you guys gun nuts out there. I got a fucking goddamn over-under underneath my fucking door. I got a fucking uh, German Luger taped to the bottom of my car table. I got a fucking AR-15 and an AR-16 on either side of the door jam. But do you, can you see the guy coming up the walk? You got to have the heads up. You got to have the Tony Montana fucking security system. You want to fuck with me? You fucking with the best? Get 
Uh, go to simplysafe.com slash bird today to customize your system and get a free security camera. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash burr. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E. All right. Uh, Viome. Pronounce Viome. Like Steve Vi and O-M-E, home. Viome. Viome helps you take control of your health so you can improve your energy, gut health, and boost your immune system health. Viome's award-winning at-home test Decode your cellular test. Decode your cellular. I thought they meant your cell phone. Cellular mito- mitochondrial. I thought it was microchondrial. No wonder I flunked that class. And microbiome health, giving you powerful insights with over 30 health scores. Viome gives you a precise whole food nutri- nutrition nutrition plan. Can I get a new fucking brain with this thing? and precision supplements based on your unique biological needs. Eliminate the guesswork. Should I eat cornflakes? Should I not? Optimize your health and get more energy. Heavy, healthy, healthy weight, improve gut health, better sleep, and much more. Viome will tell you how specific foods affect you. You may be, I'm fucking going to do this. I keep forgetting the fucking shit in a goddamn envelope and mail it to these people. You may be eating too much or not enough of what your body needs. Viome's food phone application lets you get these answers on demand. Questions about a food? Just check the app. Viome's partners include the Mayo Clinic, GSK, and others, and is used by Olympic gold medalists and elite professional athletes. They're all fucking shredded, okay, except for offensive linemen. Go to viome.com and learn how you can get on the guy who throws the shot put. Um... And learn how you can get your unique insights for better health and wellness. Use the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, at checkout to save $10 on your first first purchase and 55% off all subscription products. That's Viome.com, promo code BURR, V-I-O-M-E, Viome.com, promo code BURR, B-U-R-R. All right, there you go. Um Bruins beat the Rangers, split this weekend, lost 6-2 to two on Friday, won 4-1 to one last night. Charlie Coyle had a pair. I'll tell you who else, uh, Charlie McAvoy's been fucking finding the back of the net lately. Fucking blasting him in from the blue line. Um, it's been a nice fucking thing. Wait a second. Wait a minute. It's 110-109. My fucking eyes, I thought it said there was only 30-something seconds left. I can't read this far away. Was that 12 seconds left? Do we have the ball? Do we have the ball? Oh, shit. Did we just... Oh, God. He went down hard. He fucking landed on his dick. Um, that's a personal foul. When you make a guy land on his own dick. Um, hanging down, sending your balls going east and west. It's a tough thing. All right. Let's let's do some reads here, everybody. Uh, not some reads. Some letters from you guys, from you wonderful, wonderful people who listen to this podcast. God bless you. Um, Jason Tatum for two on the replay there. Sorry. All right. Helicopters are for pussies. Now, wait a minute. Dear, dearest Billum Billiard Brain, just writing to say how much a bitch you need to be to fly a helicopter. Oh, this guy's trying to get my goat. And you know what? I always take the fucking bait. So good on him. 
Uh, why don't you crash like a real man when your engine goes out instead of floating towards the ground like the fairy you are? I'm sure you fly helicopters because when you grip the cyclic control, it's the only time you have something with some power between your legs. <laughs> it takes no skill to fly a helicopter, and I'm sure my first flight would be smoother than your shiny head. Jesus Christ. That was nothing but net. I loved every second of that. All right, jokes aside, as an A&P mechanic, what is A&P? You work at a fucking grocery store? A&P, uh, aircraft, and uh, what else? What is an A&P mechanic? Look at you speaking the fucking jargon like, jargon like I know who you... Okay, A... Uh, where's the and's fucking signal here? A and P... Yeah, grocery store mechanic. I guess I had to write what is. What is an A and P? I know a person works on planes and helicopters. An aircraft maintenance technician refers to an individual who holds an airframe and or power plant. Oh, airframe and power plant mechanic. Well, aren't you a fucking badass? Jesus Christ, you know, those guys down Midas Muffler, they don't give a fuck. If that weld fails, you're just going to drag the fucking exhaust pipe down the street. They don't get, nobody's going to die. You know, you're going to give some people some show, a show with the sparks, but this takes balls to do that, huh? At what point do they feel you're like good enough? Do they make you work on little fucking, uh, what are they called, drones? You know, they have you put those fucking things together and then they put a little rat or a fucking rabbit on it. If you don't kill the rodent, eventually you can work your way up to people. Um, what? By the way, any A&P mechanics out there, what is the rigorous testing? Or do I not want to know? All right, jokes aside, as an A&P mechanic, I love it when you talk aviation. Please keep it up, even if it's about those mind-numbing FAA tests that I know all too well. Uh, wish wish you the best. Just kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> the Pats and the Celtics. Fuck you, the Pats and the Celtics. Jesus. Sincerely, a self-loathing Atlanta sports fan. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad you enjoy that. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. My whole time driving back, I was like picking out airports, trying to figure out where they were. Um, from the highway and all of that type of stuff. I was trying to find Brackett. I actually looked the other way. It's weird. I forgot that I always fly along the 210 and come in usually. And I was on the 10 and I looked to the left, headed west. And I should have looked to the right. I wouldn't have been able to see it, but it's just, I don't know. It's just another perspective. Probably helped me out at some point. Ah, God damn it. South- oh, wait, wait, what? What the fuck happened? Holy shit! What happened? God knows on that. I won't be able to fucking rewind this thing. Oh, I'm sorry. People watching this game is like, Burr's going to fucking flip out, and I didn't. How the fuck did it become 110-111? 111-110. Did we go to the line? Did we hit a three-pointer? Who was it? Who was it? All right, I'm rewinding. I'm rewinding. Oh, was that when Tatum drove in? He goes in again. Again. I saw him play at Duke. Did you look at that? Splits the fucking defenders. Goes right in. 
Oh, my God. That guy is almost as good as I was back in the day on a Nerf hoop. That's what these fucking NBA guys do. They, they do shit on like a real thing. You know, you can't even do it on a fucking Nerf hoop. Celtics win. Beautiful. I love it. Sorry, guys. I, 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 at some point, I had to fucking focus on the podcast because most of the people listening could give a shit about all of this crap that I'm talking about. Um, all right. Yeah, you know what's My dream is someday to fly like one of those MD-600s or whatever, uh, which are basically, you know, they used to call, be called the Hughes 500. I think that's what, what TC or somebody had on Magnum PI, whatever that character's name was. And uh, I always just thought it was the coolest looking fucking helicopter. And um, since then, they were bought, as all corporations get bought out by McDonnell Douglas or whatever the fuck they are. So now it's the MD 600. They got the one with the NOTAR system and all of that shit. But recently, a buddy of mine knows a guy who knows a guy that just got one and he's trying to see if uh, eventually, you know, I could fucking go up with them and fly it. That would be incredible. Fucking incredible. I heard it's like, I, I got a buddy of mine, one of the guys that trained me, um, he flies one every day. Um, I forget what state he's in now, but he was saying it's almost like cheating. It's so stable how easy it is to hover. So I'm dying to see what that's like. All right. My dad is, Oh, my dad is an actor, is an actor you gave a shout out to. Get out of here. Okay. Hey, Bill, recently I went down a YouTube rabbit hole, which led me to watching actors talk about their most iconic roles. While watching Tim Roth talk about his role in Reservoir Dogs, I noticed they show a clip of the scene that my dad acted in. Wait a minute, dude. Is he, is he the, the cop? I said, buddy. I am going to shoot you in the face. You don't put your fucking hands down. Uh, Having never searched for that scene on YouTube before, I was curious to watch it again and read what people thought of it. It was cool to see that a lot of people thought my dad was funny and played a realistic cop. Dude, that guy was fucking great. He was fucking great. Um, I also noticed that most of the comments stated that Bill Burr brought them here. After finding out what they were referring to, I listened to the podcast uh, from a few years ago where you gave my dad, Rich Turner, Rich, shout out to Rich Turner, crushing that scene, a shout out for his role and his line. Buddy, I'm going to shoot you in the face if you don't put your hands on that fucking, oh, fucking dash. I said, buddy, I'm going to try to do it justice. I said, buddy, I am going to shoot you in the face if you don't put your hands on that fucking dash. Um, I shared that part of the podcast with my dad and his response was, who the hell is Bill Burr? Oh, that's great. Um, the only TV he watches is old Westerns like Gunsmoke. Oh, I relate to that guy. Uh, I said, he's a comedian, fucking hilarious. He said that he had never heard of you, but uh, we're automatically his new favorite comedian. That was about a week ago. Since then, uh, he has watched a few of your Netflix specials and thinks you're great. Just thought I'd share that. Dude, that's so fucking cool. Shout out to Rich Turner crushing that scene. What I loved about that was I was, I was picturing the audition. Um, for those of you who aren't in the acting game, it's just words. It just says, buddy, I'm going to shoot you in the face if you don't put your hands on that fucking dash. 
Like a lot of people probably read it. So I said, buddy, I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face. You don't put your hands in the fucking desk. Just yell through the whole thing. The way that he did that and like, I don't know why. It's like I've, I've met that cop before. It was a st- the cadence of it was like a specific cop. You know, I'd been to enough parties that had been broken up by cops and shit. Went to enough sporting events and watched cops have to drag fucking drunks like me back in the day out of the game. And there was a certain, I don't know, there's something about that cadence where he was doing a real guy. That's what I loved about it. Um, and to have a role that size in a, in, in a movie that big and still stand out. Um, like, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's what, that's what the fuck it's all about. Incredible actor. Tip of the cap. All right. Full of shit media. Uh, Hey, Billy Bleach Boy. I've been reading threads of tweets going around from a year ago before the lockdown started. It shows how conservatives were concerned about the numbers of possible deaths. Some even noted hospital crowding. The liberal media was saying it will pass right through and everyone will be okay. Oh, God. Guys, we got to stop doing this. Can we just admit we're all in the same fucking thing? I imagine there was liberals saying that. I imagine there was conservatives saying that. I imagine there was liberals and conservatives saying, no, this is a real thing. To just keep fucking pointing across the aisle, we're just going to be yelling at each other. Oh, God. I feel like this country is in divorce court and the judge is never going to make a fucking decision. Just fucking pointing at each other. Anyway, when lockdown started, the script was flipped. It was so easy for the media to make red state people, anti-maskers, and liberals uh, pro-shutdown. All right, you lost me there. It was so easy for the media to make red state people, anti-maskers, oh, and liberals pro-shutdown. Everyone is so gullible. Yeah, including you. Why did the narrative change when the lockdown started? Oh, oh God. Uh, tell me there, inter- internet scientist. The common sense is to keep shit open and and to enforce masks in stores why okay no argument against this solution has ever made sense wait everyone is so gullible oh except you you're the smart one well uh, you know what i'll be open-minded you explain it you you figured it out all right all right why did the narrative change when the lockdown started i followed you up to there the common sense answer is to keep shit open and to enforce masks in stores. Well, if the narrative changed, then liberals would have been saying that it was going to be a big deal. So why would they say keep shit open? Well, I thought liberals were saying shut shit down. I don't know, dude. Anyway, no argument against this solution has ever, has ever made sense to me. Maybe it's I'm sick of seeing Fellow brown people, I'm half black, half Persian, because I'm sure you're wondering. I actually wasn't. Um, Maybe it's a sick of thing. Fellow brown people doing delivery jobs and working grocery stores while my white college friends can simply work from home. It's so fucked up. I live in a nice-looking, low-income neighborhood outside of a major city, and it looks visibly worse since this all started. And I don't care if people... Fuck that up. My cousin 
shop shut down after the city said they needed to be stricter because people weren't wearing masks. That shit wasn't my cousin's fault. No one fucked around in there at all, but he had to shut down. Uh, So if we're into punishing people because others can't be smart, then we're punishing innocent people. You talk about this shit all the time. Yeah, but also you're talking about you're literally trying to herd cats here. And in the United States, you're trying to herd, you know, upwards of half a billion people, all of whom are on the Internet, all of whom think they have the right answer. And I always go to if you can tell me if an egg is good for you or bad for you, then you have conquered the fucking Internet because there is or if red meat's good or bad for you or if if that fucking impossible burger is actually a good thing or a bad thing, if you can sift through all of that shit and fuck is I, I how do you how do you do it is my question um and yeah if you if your cousin was if did you say it was your cousin or your brother uh your cousin if he was doing the right thing he absolutely got punished because of these fucking idiots but like the blame fall it falls on all of us blue tie red tie media government and regular people all right it falls on all of us because we're all human. So everybody's trying to do what they think is the right thing to fucking do. I just do know in the end, it's, it's, it's to sit there and like um, say that this thing is fucked up because of this political group or this thing or that thing is just, it's not, I don't agree with that. I'll put it that way. I don't agree with that. Okay. But people who walk around and don't wear masks are fucking morons. And not because I say, say so, because I've talked to doctors and nurses you know, I went in, I got my heart checked out. It's fucking Cedars, one of the best fucking hospitals. And they were all beside themselves going, I don't know what people are doing. I, I just, if they just wear a fucking mask, they'd be fine. Um, but instead, I'm supposed to listen to an expert who doesn't work at Cedars, <laughs> but has a YouTube channel. I don't know. Um, anyway, they have no connection to the problems they're screaming solutions for. Uh, and I'm not saying everybody who's like fucking the other way is not necessarily a doctor, but like there's also, you know, the same way there's bad comedians, there's also bad doctors, but you don't get that gig. If you're a fuck up and you're a lunatic who has a medical degree, yeah, I don't, I, I want to hear something from a mainstream. I don't even want to talk about it. Just, I'm sick of it. I'm fucking sick of it, but I'm going to read the rest of this here. Uh, they have no connection to the problems they're screaming solutions for. My neighborhood doesn't need to be told what to do by Governor Fuckface Gavin. Uh, he nor anyone else I've heard behind a podium address any of the real issues going on. They are addressing real issues. People are dying. They just don't have the solutions. Okay? And he is a convenient guy to shit on because he's the governor. Okay? And he has fucked up from what I've heard. I don't know. But, like... To turn a blind eye to all these selfish fucking cunts. Oh my god, can't wear It's such a pain in the ass. I fucking hate him. You know, it's it's also that. It isn't just Governor Fuckface Gavin. It's also some fuckhead like that fat fuck the other week just walking down the middle of the street who was totally fine that if I didn't move, he wasn't going to move. And then I'm fucking breathing whatever the fuck is inside of him and he doesn't give a fuck. The same way he doesn't give a fuck if anybody in the house he lives in gets the last sleeve of cookies because he's obviously eating them. Anyways, my original post point, Bill, is no one has an original point. 
this isn't done out of care or principles. It's done out of inhumane group think. Love you and the podcast. Love you and thanks for the podcast. All right, you kind of long. This isn't done out of care or principles. It's done out of inhumane group think. Th- group thinking, you mean? Um. Well, I mean, I, I also think, you know, we haven't faced anything like this in my entire fucking life. And how shit works is they wait till shit happens. You know, if you look at fucking 9-11 and all of that shit, they waited until it happened until they got the level of security that they needed to prevent something like that from happening. Because money is not spent to prevent shit. Money is spent to solve shit. They don't want to fucking do all that. That's why they'll fucking... They'll let design flaws be out there and they just wait until people die and then they fix it. Because, I don't know, they're slaves to money? I have no idea. It's all, it's all above my pay grade. But I respect your opinions. And I hope your cousin's shop opens again soon. And I hope uh, Governor Fuckface gets a little more informed. And I think the average fucking idiot walking around out there with no medical degree, you know, who seeks out crazy fucking people that agree with their opinion so they can feel justified with being a selfish cunt, fucking wake up at some point. But I don't think they're going to. So, um, so here we sit. All right, opinion. Hospital photos of newborn and family. Hey, Father Freckles, just wanted to start out by saying thank you for your commentary about being a father. I became a dad a little more than a year ago, and your insight helps me remember to enjoy the little moments and be a better father. Oh, yeah. If you saw the excitement on my daughter's face when she learned how to whistle. Oh. You know, last week she got the balance bike thing down. Um, it's amazing. And it gives them confidence. And you just tell them how proud you are of them. And then they want to learn more stuff. And they go into it more confidently. Um, it's awesome. Anyway. He says, anyway, I have been thinking about the experience of my wife... The experience my wife and I had in the hospital after our daughter was born, thankfully pre-COVID. I got to tell you, I had a kid during COVID and it was never safer because they, they, pregnant women had their own entrance. Um, with our first kid, you know, anybody could f- come fucking walking through the door. So it's actually, it's not as bad. Um, okay, we were in our room when this young lady who works for the hospital comes in, walking in with a camera saying, it's time for us to take some family pictures. When we asked about what happens with the pictures, she said we would have the option of purchasing digital photos and or hard copies. Oh, dude, I would have been like, no, don't you not take my fucking picture. Get out of here. Uh, so after taking the pictures, she stepped away for a couple of minutes. My wife and I talked about it and decided not to spend the money because we took quite a few pictures on our phones and thought that it would be enough. But when the lady came back, she showed us the photos in a slideshow on a laptop with some twinkling-ass piano music behind it. My wife and I completely fell for it, just bawling at the cuteness, and we ended up <laughs> paying the 100 plus for the 12 digital file. Oh, the hospital's got a new hustle. Uh, on one hand, it seemed like this service is a nice way for flustered new parents to get some nice photos to remember the day. But it bothers me that it also feels like this lady played that slideshow only to make us vulnerable so we'd be easily coaxed into buying. Dude, that is fucking hilarious. I swear to God, in another life, I would get into the corporate world just because I want to be in – I just want to be in one of those meetings 
Like, how does that go down? How can we squeeze another hundred dollars out of these people? Well, what if what if we uh, we you know the other the other day I went to uh, a water park and they had this thing where you could take pictures after well, they took pictures of you on the ride and then afterwards you could purchase them and a lot of people purchased. I like that idea. Where are you going with this? Well, you know, we could take pictures of them in the uh, the hospital room, you know, when they're in the room. And and, uh, and then what, show them on the camera? Well, yeah, I mean, that's... Susan, what do you say? What if we played sad piano music? <laughs> I don't know. Um, prank gone wrong. Prank gone wrong. Hey, you guys, you want to just forget the whole fucking mask shit? I'm sick of talking about it, and I'm not making any of you who don't want to wear them wear them, so what? why don't we just stop? Let's just be friends again. Can we do that? All right, prank gone wrong. You know what? I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not fucking talking about that shit. I will make fun of people, but I'm not, I'm not going to get involved in this shit anymore. All right, prank gone wrong. Hey, Billy Meister, uh, find myself in a little predicament here. Me and my wife work out regularly. She started stealing my pre-workout powder. And I always insist she buy her own because mine is a little intense and expensive. What the fuck is pre-workout powder? Oh, my God. I always look up this shit you guys talk about, and then I get get ads for them for like the next six years. Pre-workout powder. Oh, like you drink? Like a drink? Oh, I was picturing you like, you know, like those weightlifters, like LeBron James, you clap your hands. I'm like, which fucking weight is this guy putting up? Um, okay. I, I would always insist she buy her own because mine is a little intense and expensive. Yeah, Jesus Christ, she's going to fucking grow chest hair over there. Of course, she didn't buy her own and continued stealing my pre-workout. So here is the prank. I filled an empty pre-workout container with Kool-Aid, and she's been taking it for about two weeks. We have a beach trip coming up and fears she will be will overreact when I tell her she's been taking sugar-enriched Kool-Aid. How can I break the news to her so I don't get killed? Love the podcast and go fuck yourself. Wait, how long have you been doing this? Uh, it all depends on how how good a sense of humor she had. This is how you fucked up, is you let her do it for a week. Of course she didn't buy her own. I filled it. She's been taking it for two weeks. And you're getting ready to go to the beach, one of the places where a woman fills the most. I mean, everybody does. But, you know, I know women, they, they, the way they feel it is way more intense. Um, so yeah, dude, um, you have two, you have three options here. You tell her and she gets mad. Uh, you don't tell her and you laugh about it to yourself. The thing about it is, is you came up with a great, a great way to tell her she needs to get her own workout powder. But then you just let her do it for two fucking weeks. Then that's when it became weird that you kept doing it. But I got to tell you, it's fucking funny that she's been drinking Kool-Aid 
but also you're kind of having her take ingest shit into her body that she doesn't want to take. I know it's just Kool-Aid, but now the way the world is, that'll be some sort of stomach rape at some point. <laughs> he drugged her with Kool-Aid and sugar. Um, what would I do here? Dude, why did you wait two weeks? All right, this is what I would do. I wouldn't tell her. I'd just say, fuck it. And, uh, you don't want to keep drinking Kool-Aid. Just say you accidentally knocked it over. You spilled it on the floor and you had to vacuum it up when she's not around. So now the Kool-Aid's gone. Okay? And then she'll go out and she'll buy her own goddamn thing. And then you're done. Okay, so this would just be a joke. You waited too long, dude. You waited too long. Um, I think you need to read a, go buy a book uh, called How to Fucking Do a Kool-Aid Prank because you, you went too far. It's funny that you did that. Uh, and if you just did it one day and you just came home, how'd you feel? You feel good about the workout? Just laugh. Uh, remember I told you to buy the powder and you didn't? Well, I replaced it with Kool-Aid this morning. You drank Kool-Aid. And you know what? She'd still be fucking mad, but she wouldn't be as mad. The fact that you did it for two weeks, is, it, it's a little fucking weird, dude. You did, it for, you did it for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say shit. I wouldn't say shit, and I'd just act like I spilt it. And then what I would do is I would uh, I'd buy some replacement powder for yourself, and I would hide it. Why do you have to fucking hide it? You know what I mean? I don't, it's just, you know, I don't know. I got to tell you, dude, you stumped me. You stumped me. There's, there's something. You waited too fucking long. You had the perfect little fucking thing, and you could have laughed at her. And then when she got mad, you could be listen, I told you to get your own, your own fucking powder. You know, you know how they are. Well, if you love me, you'd fucking blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Um, yeah, I wouldn't tell her. I wouldn't tell her. But I would keep putting my foot down that she can't use your powder. Tell her to get her own fucking powder before she has hairy tits. Oh, that's what, that's what you should have done. Well, you know what? Just to let you know, this thing is overloaded in testosterone, and uh, let's just say you might need a fucking weed whacker to fucking, you know, get rid of your back hair. You know, or she could just respect you. All right, this is going off the rails here. Okay, um, Brad Stevens looks hilarious with the fucking mask on. I'm watching the post the post game here. Um, all right. That's the podcast, everybody. God bless yous and, uh, go fuck yourselves. And I will check in on you on Thursday. Go Celtics, go Bruins, go fuck yourselves.